Welcome to Piecemeal, an Emily program podcast where we put it all together for you. Piecemeal discusses topics related to eating disorders, body image issues, and how society may contribute to distorted thinking. I'm your host, Claire Holtz, and today's episode is one in our recovery series. This new series features stories of guests in eating disorder recovery or those who consider themselves recovered. Please keep in mind that these episodes may discuss difficult topics, and we ask that you use your own discretion. On today's episode, we are talking to Hannah Johnson of the EMILY program. Hi, Hannah. How are you? Good. Welcome to Peacemeal. We're super excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So Hannah is from Minneapolis, Minnesota. She's currently a food service assistant at the EMILY program. She works for our Too Good location in Minnesota. She also has her bachelor's degree in dietetics from the University of Wisconsin-Stout and is actively pursuing her credentials to be a registered dietitian. Hannah's eating disorder, which was anorexia, developed at the age of 18 years old towards the end of her senior year of high school, right before she left for college. Hannah, can you tell us more about that time in your life? Yeah, definitely. Um, I It was during the spring um, semester, I guess, of high school, where I was actively involved in lacrosse. Um, and I remember seeing a photo of one of my lacrosse games and I immediately did not like the photo of myself. Um, and that was the first time where I think I saw a photo of myself and I was like picking my body apart and um, it was just like a shock for me. And I immediately thought like, okay, I need to lose all those ED thoughts. I need to lose like 10 pounds and then I'll be okay. Um, And that's kind of where my eating disorder, I remember that specific photo and thinking those thoughts of where the eating disorder behavior started. Um, I think also I was in an unhealthy relationship as well, which I don't think that helped. I don't think it was the source of the problem, but I definitely think that was another um, issue that kind of, you know, helped helped my eating disorder behavior, which wasn't good. And then I just became so obsessed with this body image that I thought I was supposed to have. And then I summer came, and I work at this awesome resort in northern Minnesota, which it's a family resort. Um, and every week, you know, families come, and then my sister and I would run the kids' activities for this resort. And it was really fun because um, I actually did it for 10 summers, so it was a great summer job. I was at the lake, outside, you know, just hanging with families. It was awesome. After, yeah, it was my first summer by myself. My sister had an internship. Um, she was in college, older, and it was the first summer that I was running these kids' programs by myself. Um, a lot of the children loved my sister, which my sister's awesome, and I would love her too. She was just goofy and great. So I had a lot of pressure of running these kids' programs by myself. I just remember I was like, my, my co-pilot, my, you know, my partner in crime, like, she's gone. What am I going to do? Which I was surrounded by great family. It was my cousin's resort, so I was surrounded by great family. Um, and then a lot of the resort guests that I knew. But it was just this pressure and anxiety, I think, that I had coming into um, the summer. I was already kind of having that control of, like, my eating and over-exercising from that um, spring. And at the resort, I was constantly moving every day. It's like, you know, we're outdoors, it's summertime, and I lost weight so fast. Um, 
it was pretty bad. And I remember my sister saw me in the middle of the summer, July. She actually saw like a photo of me online and she didn't come about it at the best approach. Um, She's a very protective sister, but noticed right away that something was wrong. Um, And I just complete denial, like didn't really, you know, think anything was wrong. And um, until I would say at the end of the summer, where um, my body was very, I noticed that was very, um, when I was walking, it was weak. I had no energy. Um, I was yellow kind of in the face. Um, I looked sick. I had, um, I saw my dad at the end of the summer uh, because I was up north all, you know, all summer. And I remember my dad saying that I just didn't look well. And, and, um, I think then that was the kind of moments where I realized, like, wow, I do have a problem. Um, And then it was until a really good family friend, you know, said to me, like, Hannah, I think you have an eating disorder. I had one, too. Um, I see uh, these eating disorder behaviors of X, Y, and Z, you know, the controlling the weight, um, obsessed with food, over-exercising this body image and she lived with me all summer so um, I was I trust her a lot and she came in at the approach where she talked to me one-on-one and um, then that was when I just like broke down and I was like crying because I was like oh my gosh I just didn't realize it and um, I knew I did have a problem um, but just not willing to accept it because of the stigma and everything um so yeah I got a few questions yeah yeah start with lacrosse though can you talk about how being on a sports team in high school factored into your eating disorder I know you said that it started with the photo Mm -hmm. and then things sort of spiraled out of control from there but did lacrosse itself make it easier to hide your eating disorder or did it have any sort of effect yeah I would definitely say it did. Um, I mean, we're constantly in, you know, we were in shorts and, you know, a cutoff shirt. And um, I think you definitely want to be like fast on the field and quick feet and um, just having that mentality of you sometimes see these athletes that, you know, are very strong and muscular, but I think I had a different perception where I didn't look like them and, oh, I need to look like that and I need to, um, I want to be as fast as them. And um, it's actually interesting because then in college too, I kind of picked up running randomly. I actually joined uh, my college um, running team, cross country, and that definitely to... um, being around that environment of just being on a sports team and running especially, I don't think helped my eating disorder as well. Um, So yeah, it was just interesting to be around, you know, different athletes and everybody's body's different and you just kind of compare and it's, yeah, it can be an unhealthy obsession for sure. During that time, did your coaches or teammates notice anything was going on or did everyone just assume you were trying to train harder? Um, I don't think people noticed um, in high school and lacrosse. I think I had a couple friends reach out in high school, but I think the height of it definitely in summertime, 
Um, and then in college, when I picked up running, I think it was kind of honestly sad to say, but just normal where um, a lot of the girls developed um, our team. A lot of the girls developed this, you know, health a healthy obsession, and then the losing the weight. Um, I think that's kind of where coaching was kind of wrong for our team. I don't think that, you know, the eating disorder behaviors behaviors were kind of just set aside. Um, so no one really said anything, um, teammates or anything. So mm-hmm. I think people just don't have enough training around it. From what I hear doing these podcasts and just our blog and everything. Yeah. Which is tough. I mean, there's some resources out there, but it just seems like it's not enough and people aren't finding it or it's not easily available. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But going back, so you're working at the summer program. Mm Mm-hmm. It sounds like your eating disorder was less about your body and self-perception and body image at the time and was more about control. Mm -hmm. Would you agree Mm -hmm. with that? Yeah, I actually wrote that down. Um, It was, it became not about the food at all and just about this control that's the only thing that I felt that I could control in my life Um, and this obsession with the body image and desire to be this weight um, I was never happy I wrote that down too at any weight Um, even when I was at my lowest I was never happy so um, and then starting college I was kind of like wow, I have this problem with me and I didn't want to talk about it. And that was unhealthy as well. Um, And I just remember coming into college like, wow, this is a fresh start. This is an awesome opportunity to meet new people, to be myself, to really find my hobbies and make new friends. And I just had this like gut, like, oh gosh, I have this problem with me that I don't even love myself and I am destroying myself and I, I need to get help. Um, yeah. So you said you had a family friend, right? Yeah. And she's the one that first talked to you? Mm Mm-hmm. How did that conversation go? I know you talked about it a bit, but what exactly did she say? Do you remember anything? Yeah, I remember we were just, I don't know how it came up in conversation, but, um, we were talking, oh, my sister saw a photo on Facebook, and that's kind of when she kind of reached out to me and said those things, and she did it in a kind of abrupt way, but um, I remember saying, oh yeah, you know, my sister, she thinks that I have an eating disorder, you know, and then my family friend was like, yeah, you do, and then kind of, you know, and I was like kind of taken back by it and wide-eyed and like, what? No, no, and then she kind of just like, I went through it, this is my story, like, and just had it a conversation about it and that's when I was like broke down and I was like oh my gosh what was that during the summer it was at the end of summer yeah okay yep. and then you go to college mm-hmm. and then it seems like your eating disorders didn't your eating disorder behaviors didn't fully go away right correct yep so then what what do you do from there yeah I think I got home from the resort and I remember telling my mom that you know, mom, I think I have this eating disorder. And my mom was really taken back by it too. And I think um, kind of scared for me because I think I had a week before I was going to college. And she said, well, Hannah, do you think you need help? And I was like, no, 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 I can do it. I can do it. Um, Like, 
I want to go to college. I want to do that. Um, looking back at it, I definitely do not think that was the right decision. I think um, it definitely I should have gotten help because I was it was very bad. Um, I think recovery would have taken a lot shorter time if I would have gotten those like gotten the help like the Emily program um, definitely and so you're in college and you're struggling with eating disorder behaviors mm-hmm. how did those present in college did they present the same way were you still over exercising and cutting calories mm-hmm. or once you got to college did the symptoms change oh no they didn't um I remember gosh I which was really cool I don't um, I actually went to Eau Claire my first three semesters, and Eau Claire had this group fitness, free group fitness for students, which was awesome. There was like all these like really fun classes, and I remember talking to the instructor, and she randomly said, well, it's different, because we were talking about, I don't even remember what we were talking about, but um, probably just like eating and gaining muscle um, we were asking her questions because I was with other girls, and she's like, "Well, I, it's different for people who have eating disorders." And I kind of, and she kind of like looked at me, and, and the, of course, I was like, "Oh my gosh, she ta- she knows she's talking about me," um, which, for my eating disorder, you could really tell physically. You can't tell with all eating disorders, but for me, you could tell. Um, and then I had, I went to our calf with a high school friend that I actually played lacrosse with. And she noticed, too, what I was eating um, and reached, you know, I wasn't eating much. And she said something like, "Um, I noticed that you really aren't eating that much. And she kind of shared her story, too, to me and said, I struggled with an eating disorder. So I just want you to know I'm here for you if you need help. And um, it was those people that would kind of reach out to me and say, like, I I see your eating disorder behaviors and um, I'm here for you. Which that was a, you know, kind of like, oh, God, I was like, oh, gosh, it's that's a sting because um, it's just the stigma around it, which is terrible. But I would say it's those people that are reaching out to me that really helped. So eating disorder recovery requires a change in thought pattern and rewiring your brain to an extent. Can you talk about what that was like for you in recovery? How did the process of reframing your thoughts and reframing your actions translate to recovery? Yeah, I would say, um, I think in college, it definitely helped to surround myself with good people um, that could eat normal, um, that I was like, wow, I don't want to obsess about food and worry about food and calories and this body image. I just you know, you just want to be normal and as normal as in not worry about this obsession. I was realizing that it was taking over my life and that's all I could think about. Um, I think it was surrounding myself with people, really good friends that I met in college and I met some really, really good girlfriends where then I kind of opened up to them and I said, hey, in high school, I was like, this different person and kind of coming into college like I have a you know I kind of have this problem and they were very supportive um and you know I was able to really kind of open up and be vulnerable and I think that helped too where they were 
you know, there to hold me accountable and say like, hey, I notice you are you feeling really down or like, have you eaten today? Or like, you're, you know, they were kind of there to hold me accountable, um, which I think is really important to kind of um, have that support system when I can just be very tunnel vision in my eating disorder. So do you have any moments that stand out in your recovery? Um, oh gosh, I am. Um, I think it's the people that I met along the way. Um, Cause then I had another change in college where I realized like, I always loved nutrition. Um, I remember in high school, my nutrition class, um, it was like a one credit and I really enjoyed it. And I remember all the, my friends in the class were like, oh gosh, that was so boring. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that was, that was dumb. But like, I remember the teacher was so passionate about it. And like, I talked to her after class and I was like, wow, I really love nutrition. And then um, I also loved cooking meals for friends too. It was kind of just like, I love how it ties together because everyone needs to eat, you know? And then bring your, I remember I would cook my friends in the dorms. I'd make them Friday muffins and like smoothies, just like on a Friday, you know, I just loved bringing people together. So then I transferred schools. Um, which was another big change, I think, in my life where I was nervous about because I had really great friends at Eau Claire. Um, and it was kind of scary and different, and I didn't want to bring those eating disorder behaviors into my new school at Stout to pursue, you know, nutrition and dietetics. Um, but I met some really great friends. My best friend in college, and I lived with her, she um, was a great support system. So going back to your question, yeah, I think it's, I can kind of talk a lot. Sorry. Um, it's that support system of having those friends where, you know, they just really hold you accountable and really, and she was a person where I could really talk to and saying like, Hey, how's your eating disorder? Like, you know, we were very open with each other. So I think it's just having, you know, that one person that you can talk to, um, is really important. Great. So you studied nutrition, Mm -hmm. and then you ended up at the EMILY program. Yeah. How? Yeah, which is so funny, because in college, we honestly had a couple lessons, like medical nutrition therapy lessons on eating disorders. Um, It was kind of scary, because it's like, oh, I had that in the past. I don't want to talk about it, um, type of thing. Like, oh, I'll never be an eating disorder dietitian. Um, at college, though, I worked at my student health center where I was a peer health educator, and it was so awesome because um, I taught sexual health education programs, um, nutrition education programs to my peers, and also mental health programs, and we worked with our counseling center, and that's where my passion for mental health kind of sparked. Um, I really liked tying in mental health. And I realized I had a passion for it. You know, I was like, it's not a scary thing. And it's like everyone kind of, everyone struggles through it. And I, and I just, that was the moment that my job, you know, at uh, my student health center, I was like, I think I could be an eating disorder dietitian. Like, I really love mental health. Um, and so after college, I had to do my dietetic internship. So I completed that. And then... Um, it's kind of funny because I either wanted to be a supermarket dietitian, which is more like community um, 
and sales kind of a dietitian, but or I was like, or an eating disorder dietitian. And I saw an opening for a food service, um, food service assistant. And when I was applying for jobs, because when you apply for jobs, I was getting a lot of rejection, which is normal, um, but it was frustrating. And I was like, well, this isn't a dietitian job, um, but this is a really good way to see, like, you know, if I would want to work there and pursue to be an eating disorder dietitian. Um, and I'm so, so happy I did because at Too Good, I mean, I, it's, I love it there. It's definitely difficult, but um, it's been a very welcoming, um, very great learning experience. I feel like I've learned so, so much, um, which is really cool. So, Can you talk about what your life looks like today post-recovery? Yeah, I would say... Well, I'm still working um, on those credentials to be a registered dietitian, and recovery is just living um, without fear, without concern about my body, loving my body, um, you know, not definitely like those ED thoughts come up, but it's those skills and mechanisms to like kind of come back to what's really important. Um, what's really important to me is going out to drinks with my friends and going out to meals and, you know, having one too many slices of pizza and having that fullness and recognizing like, hey, that's okay. My, you know, my body was filled with like great laughter and like um, great food as well to nourish my body. Just reminding myself that um, it's surrounding myself with really great family and friends um not exercising every day um that's another big thing that's been really important because I loved I love running running is a great stress reliever for me and I think being on a team where you um exercise every day you know seven days a week um I definitely thought post-college that I still had to do that and I think it's really been important for me to like take three, maybe a week, two weeks off. <laughs> it, you know, um, walking is great. I love walking. I just love being outside. It's sunny right now, which I'm so happy <laughs> Finally, about. Right. I have my iced coffee and I'm like, yes. Um, it's just, yeah, walking out and getting that sunshine. Um, just, and then watching, um, yeah, I'd say just surrounding myself with good family and friends, which has been a really good thing. So love that. For those of you that aren't in Minnesota, it's finally warm. It's, I mean, it's not warm for you guys probably, but it's like 45 at the lowest now and it's going to get up to 60 today. I know. It's beautiful. So, I know. I'm yeah. like so excited. I'm planning what I'm going to do after I work know. already. I know. <laughs> it's awesome. Okay. Last question before we wrap up. What advice would you give to someone that is currently in the position that you were in high school? Oh, yeah. Go back to high school, Hannah. Let's think about that. (laughs) Um, You're definitely scared and you don't know what to do. And it's um, the stigma of everything. And you're kind of just like the unknown. Um, Seeking help. um, Getting treatment is super, super important. I definitely would recommend to, you know, go to the Emily program. I wish I would have done that. Um, I think my recovery would have processed a little much, much faster. Um, 
And yeah, I would say to really, um, I think it's important for those who have um, had an eating disorder to share your story and not to say that you have to tell it to the whole world. But if you do see someone that is struggling, I think the people that did reach out to me, just that one person, um, I reached out to them afterwards, like five years later. And I was like, hey, I still remember our conversation, obviously. Um, I want to thank you so much for reaching out because that has really helped me. Um, so if you do see a friend struggling, if you do, I would definitely reach out to them because um, we're all in this in, in this world together and um, you can live without your eating disorder. And I didn't think it was possible. So... Yeah. Love that. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It was so much fun. Again, this was Hannah Johnson. She currently works for the Emily program, and she has awesome plans today to walk with her iced coffee outside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Piecemeal is an Emily program podcast with new episodes out the first Monday of every month and new recovery series out the third Wednesday. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. If you'd like to learn more about the EMILY program and what we do, you can visit emilyprogram.com or find us on any social media, all at EMILY Program. Piecemeal is hosted and edited by myself, Claire Holtz, with production help from Nancy Linden and music by Dan Forkey. As always, to those of you struggling with an eating disorder or in recovery, we see you and we can't wait for what the future holds.